and welcome to The Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas Specialist Mark Plunkett to discuss how to reduce fertiliser costs on your farm this year. I first asked Mark, what is soil fertility status on dry stock farms nationally? Yes, Catherine, over the last three, three to four years, we have seen a, a, an improvement in soil fertility on dry stock farms. We somewhere around 18% of samples are optimum in terms of soil pH greater than 6.3, P and K index 3. So th- there is more improvement required. We still have a lot of soils at index uh, 1 and 2 for phosphorus. And again, posh slightly better. Again, there's still 43%. So there is still work to be done there on the basics in terms of improving soil fertility um, on dry stock farms currently, Catherine. A fertilizer is a big cost on farms each year, Mark. What is the main way to reduce this cost? It, it, it very much starts with uh, up-to-date soil analysis, looking at the soil fertility levels on, on your farm and targeting nutrients appropriately then across the farm to maximise the, the, retur- the return on investment in, in P and K and um, also then choose suitable fertilisers for the growing season ahead. And with current restrictions, how do farmers get samples taken? Again, best contact your local advisor and they will organise the the taking of soil samples for you. And how much do soil samples cost, Mark? A a standard soil sample, which gives you a soil pH, lime requirement, phosphorus and potassium, costs 25 euros per sample, Catherine. And once the samples are taken, what's the next plan of action? Well, the the next plan is when the results come back. uh, It's important to um, contact your advisor and uh, prepare a fertilizer plan. And, you know, it will give you guidance then as regards, you know, how much lime is needed and also um, where the slurry should be targeted on the farm and then what uh, bag fertilizer is required to balance um, soil fertility to maximize grass production during the growing season. Yes, we know that grass yield is limited by the nutrient that's in the shortest supply. And you've mentioned lime, P and K. Why is lime so important? Well, I suppose lime lime is the starting point and um, it's very important that, you know, on, on mineral soils that we maintain a pH of, of 6.3 to 6.5 and on peat soils a pH of 5.5 to 5.8. Like lime increases the, the availability of major nutrients like nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. Like, for example, by maintaining the pH in the optimum range on mineral soils, we can release up to 50 or 60 units of free nitrogen from the soil organic matter on an annual basis. Also, lime is key to the availability of soil phosphorus. So you can unlock the phosphorus in your soil by optimizing the pH and more importantly, to max to maximize the return on investment from bag fertilizer and organic manures, it's very important that we maintain soils in the optimum pH range. So Catherine, it's really the starting point in terms of growing more grass for a small investment um, during the year. Getting the pH right is the place to start. And when is the optimum time to apply lime? Well, lime can be applied any day of the year, provided soil conditions are correct and it doesn't interfere with grazing management on the farm. So, for example, when paddocks are grazed out, there's a perfect opportunity there to get in with the the lime recommended. Also, when silage or bales are are, are cut, again, a a great time to get in, in with lime. So whenever there's an opportunity there, we should, I suppose, make the best 
use of that opportunity as it's the primary nutrient in unlocking and producing more grass on an annual basis. And a key thing would be not to apply lime prior to silage cutting. Absolutely. Our recommendation there is a minimum of three months between lime and silage cutting. Slurry is a very valuable resource on farm mark. How can farmers best maximise its value to reduce fertiliser costs? Yes, slurry is a is is a valuable source of of N, P and K. One of the first things is spring application. So in order to maximize the nitrogen recovery that we put it out when soil and and weather conditions are are good um, over over the coming um, months. Also, the time of application. Again, springtime, we maximize the nitrogen recovery and also application method. The likes of your band spreader or your trailing shoe reduce the surface area of the the slurry and in that we capture more of the nitrogen or we retain more of the nitrogen in slurry to, to grow grass and I suppose a key thing as well when we think about slurry we should really think about the silage ground catching that's where the slurry would have originated in the grass that was cut put into the silage pits and fed to the animals over the winter period and ideally to, to maintain the balance of nutrients across the farm, especially for big nutrients like potash, it's very important that we recycle or return that slurry back onto the silage ground to replenish the nutrients and feed the crop for the coming season. A common question by farmers in the coming weeks with regard, should they be ordering urea, protected urea or can and what they should be using? At the current time, Katrin, the, the best source of nitrogen to use is an ammonium farming fertilizer, such as protected urea or cattle slurry. Now, there is a very low demand at this time of the year, and we're currently waiting on soil temperatures to warm up, soils to dry out, and to get a good forecast. So once soil conditions are good, again, we're looking at uh, we're looking at putting out something like a half a bag of protected urea per acre, or if we have cattle slurry available, we can put out two, two and a half thousand gallons of cattle slurry, um, you know, that, that will also supply the same nitrogen that's in the, the half bag of urea. And at what point of the year do we move to protected urea or can? Again, you can use protected urea right throughout the, the, the growing season. It's a very safe form of nitrogen in this early part of the season, season when soils are cold and, and soils are wet. And again, you can use it right into the, into the summer and into the back end of the year. It's a very, very safe form of nitrogen. Uh, it gives the same performance as a can-based fertilizer and actually gives a slightly higher performance from the trial work that has been done in Johnstown Castle to date. And on a cost point of view, with regard to the nutrient management plan for using protected urea over can? There is all, the, 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 like protected urea will be that little bit cheaper. Like traditionally, it's about, you know, uh, 10 cent per kilo cheaper, about 10% cheaper than a can-based fertilizer. Mark, you mentioned earlier that 18% of farms are of optimum P and K indexes and optimum for lime. No doubt slurry will be a big help to correct these, but what are the key ways to improve the figures while trying to reduce the compound fertilizer costs? It, it, it very much starts with, with, with you know, up-to-date soil analysis, having a fertilizer plan. And I think lime is key, on, on especially on dry stock farms, keeping the pH in that optimum zone, as I said, 6.3 to 6.5 on mineral soils. You'll unlock or release you know, nitrogen from the soil organic matter, and you'll also increase the availability of P and K to grow grass as well. Like, for example, you can grow 10 to 15% extra grass on an annual basis by just getting the, the lime right alone. So for me, the first place to start 
is to look at the soil test results and put a plan in place to cor correct pH in 2021. And that's the very first place to start. The second place then is that you'll be looking at a fertilizer, you know, whether it's on the, on the silage ground or on the grazing ground. Like for example, in the grazing ground, a very suitable fertilizer, and we don't need a lot of it, Catherine, is something like an 18612. You know, you, you know, it takes someone's stock to two livestock units per hectare. You're talking something like, you know, a bag and a half of 18612 to maintain the P&K um, in that system during the year. That's great, Mark. Some great tips and advice for farmers over the coming weeks. Thank you, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Mark for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie. Or you can listen on Apple and Google podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef program, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.